as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. Welcome everyone. Today we have Heidi Salomon Orlick. She is an accomplished BPO industry veteran with over 30 years experience in global sales and executive leadership. She currently serves as the vice president of Wolf's global sales for VXI Global Solutions. VXI is a 600 million multinational outsourcing company. Heidi is founder and CEO of Girls Who Sell, which we will be talking about today, which is a company committed to closing the gender gap in B2B sales and to building the largest and most diverse pipeline of future female sales talent. Heidi is also the founder of the Women's Impact Network, an organization addressing the unique needs of women over 50 and tackling ageism in the workplace. Heidi is a venture investor in women, minorities, and LGBTQI owned business. Is, uh, she's also a CEO activator, a chief storyteller for the podcast Making of Her Story, and a frequent industry keynote speaker. She is an avid champion for diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. So welcome, Heidi. Thanks so much for being here today. Monica, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here and honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am the one that is honored because, you know, I know you are so busy and for you to be taking away, uh, you know, taking time from your day uh, means a lot to me. So let's just start, you know, learning who is Heidi and how she got here. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, you know, I think that the, the introduction, um, you know, talked a bit about my background, but, you know, I don't think as women, we are our resumes, right? We're so much more than that. And right. so, you know, I, I am, you know, a woman who has been very focused on uh, mentoring and supporting other women. Uh, it's something that throughout my career has been incredibly important to me. Um, but the last couple of years has, I've gone through an interesting personal trans transformation and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it, but you know, a couple of major milestones happened. Uh, one is I turned um, 60 last year. Um, so it really forced me to take a step back, particularly with the pandemic um, to begin to really think through, you know, what is my legacy and what, how do I continue to give back um, to communities and to individuals that are meaningful to me 
and try to make a difference in the world and try to move the needle. So, um, and it was really triggered, although it's been something that's always important uh, to me personally, it was really triggered by the death of my parents at the end of 2019. Both, both my parents passed away in November of 2019, 10 days apart uh, from each other after 64 years of marriage. And, and that happens a lot, right? They, um, you know, they had a love story for the ages and, and they just really couldn't live with each other. But going through a traumatic experience like that um, really forced me to put the pause button on and to do a self-evaluation of what I want my future to look like. And is that how Girls Who Sell was born? So interestingly enough, you know, you know, normally for VXI Global Solutions, I spend, you know, 70% of my time on the road. And uh, I was working, but I'm not traveling. I work remotely. So that wasn't a big shift to me, but not traveling and being in, in our sites or being in front of clients and face-to-face -face selling was a, was a huge change. But I, I used that time uh, that I wasn't running through airports or staying in hotels or, you know, all that, that, you know, wasted time and traveling to try to fill the space and do some other things that are important to me. Yeah. And um, in October of this year, so, I mean, I guess this has been 30 years in the making since I've been a mm -hmm. successful B2B sales executive and I've always, you know, like I said, helped other women, but I just had never really done it in a formal way. And it was a Sunday morning. My husband was out, he's a realtor, um, was out showing, showing houses. And um, I was, I'm an avid reader and I, I came across a Harvard Business Review article um, that was uh, entitled, uh, women are the future of B2B sales. Mm, mm -hmm. And I was like, future, right? Like I have been doing B2B technology sales for 30 years. And yes, frequently I was the only women in the room um, and still am the only women in the room because it's more technology sale oriented, mm -hmm. but it got me thinking. And the article was talking about, you know, how women have the innate personality traits to be successful at B2B sales. So the question is, why are more women not in B2B sales? Mm -hmm. And so I started to think about that. And that day, you know, spent the day and did a lot of research and realized that there was a significant gap. Um, today, only, I think the percentage is about 35% of individuals that are in B2B sales are women. And then when you overlay, you know, uh, moving from individual contributor roles to leadership roles, those stats drop dramatically. And then when you look at women in underrepresented communities, for example, women of color, I mean, the stats are dismal, right? And so I really began to think about how I could solve for this and realize that this was my calling, right? It was, you know, it was my passion. And it was, I think the thing that, you know, as, as I started this out saying, you know, okay, what's, 
you know, what's the legacy I want to leave in this world? The light bulb went off and it was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I've got to create <laughs> to be able to solve for this. And so that Sunday morning or afternoon, uh, Girls Who Sell was born. My husband joked because he says, you know, I'm never going to leave you alone on a Sunday because he came home and he was like, so what'd you do today? And I said, <laughs> you know, I started a company, you know, really <laughs> solved this problem of, you know, the, having a gender gap B2B sales. He was like, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Did uh, he say that he was going to take you to the open houses with him? <laughs> uh, right. He's never leaving me alone again, but, but I, I did. And it just felt so right. And, and um, the response has been, you know, really unbelievable, unbelievable and validating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, girls who sell is, you know, as I started to do research about what was out there for women in sales, there are a lot of fabulous organizations that are focused on sales training or uh, building a B2B sales community like Sales Hacker or um, Factory and, and, you know, hash, you know, hashtag Girls Club and I, I mean, I can sit, sit here all afternoon, but those organizations are primarily focused on women who are already in sales, who mm -hmm. perhaps want to take their careers to the next level. So move from an individual contributor to a sales leadership role, for, for example. Yeah. And as I was doing interviews, what I there was a couple of common themes that came up. The women that are already in sales, when I asked them, how did you choose sales as a, as a career option for you? Most of them, and including me, fell into it accidentally, right? It wasn't an intentional career choice that, that they made. And then I started to research and, uh, you know, how do we maybe get earlier in the pipeline to influence young talent? Because you know, one of the big pain points for corporations is, is one, they have a focus on improving their diversity, inclusion, and equity initiatives. But two, um, they are focused on building a pipeline of quali qualified candidates in different positions, sales being one of them. And so Girls Who Sell takes a different approach and we're actually working with uh, college students. So we're getting earlier in the pipeline and working with college students or early college graduates. Um, yeah. Another thing I heard is, you know, yeah, I got my degree in psychology or in marketing or whatever, but they didn't, um, they weren't able to find a a career in their um, preferred profession or uh, or they got into it and decided they hated it and wanted to do right. something, something different. And many young women had a very negative perception of sales. It was this, you know, oh, you know, you have to be this used car salesman and, and you know, my personality really doesn't fit with with sales and I and and so I realized you know no that's your superpower right so I had 
you know, women that said to me, oh, sales isn't for me. You know, I'm, I'm painfully shy. I'm an in introvert. You know, I can't go into sales. I'm like, no, that's your superpower. And so we're working to create um, sales archetypes and to teach women how to leverage their innate personality traits to, to become successful um, sales executives um, and also really focused on building confidence. So, um, so starting with college students and early you know, new college grads, um, but also, you know, the long-term vision is to maybe even get earlier working with junior, you know, junior and senior high school students. That's amazing. I think you you said something that really dawned to me because something I hear more often than not, it's it's that word. I'm an introvert. I am not made for sales. Um, but I always, uh, especially when I'm talking to moms, I tell them there is no one that is more persuasive than a mom. <laughs> and that's the biggest sales job that you can ever have. <laughs> I agree with that. It's just so funny. I did, I did another interview this week and I was joking around about that, how you, know, you can always use sales, regardless of whether you decide to go into you know, a, an actual B2B sales role and being a parent and a mom and trying to convince your kids to, you know, get their homework done or do their chores or whatever it is, is probably the whole, the hardest sales job ever. You can do that. You can, you can succeed at any sales. Oh, that's sales true. Position. So, so I think it's so amazing that you are trying to focus on the younger generation. So tell me how, how have you been able to, you know, break through that through that ceiling of working with, you know, maybe colleges and in the future, you know, high schools um, to, to get the foot on the door and what has been the, the reaction of, you know, these young women when they actually discovered the potential uh, that is on our, you know, fields, on our careers? Yeah, so, um... You know, Girls Who Sell is still in its infancy, right? I mean, I really just gave birth in October. So um, we're doing the official launch of the company, but there's been a lot of pre-work, um, yeah. you know, to get the company off the ground. And, you know, there's, you know, taking it in a couple of different directions. One is, you know, working, starting to have conversations with colleges on how to augment some of their curriculum, especially today as colleges and universities have uh, pivoted to, to virtual um, and teaching virtual, they're always looking for new and innovative curriculum that they can integrate as a part of their, of their courses. So um, from that perspective, it's been really good um, I'm working right now on creating a couple of different programs that I can slot in um, in easily into you know college um, college programs whether it's whether they actually have a sales minor. There's not a lot of colleges out there actually no. that have sales majors and sales minors. Most of them are are marketing or psychology or business. So trying to um, to develop curriculum so that they can 
um, integrate it as a part of their their curriculum is and the response to that has been great. The curriculum's in development, so I'm I'm getting feedback right now on what they would be looking for. Uh, but from the girls' perspective, um, you know, I I have a couple of uh, junior ambassadors is what we're calling them that are basically a part of our advisory board. I've done many interviews with with young girls, and it's it's the reaction is similar if that part of it is this just this aha moment of wow i didn't even realize that sales is something that was an option for me you know or something that i should should even consider and so this whole concept of trying to really understand their personality trait and how they can leverage that to be successful in sales and making sales an intentional career choice has been this light bulb, right? Mm -hmm. um, and what we, what I, you know, talk about with these young girls is one, you have a lot of flexibility, right? It's not, you know, is really changing that perception of sales. So not only is it not, you know, this hard sell you know, slimy, used car, used car salesman type of approach. Um, sales is complex, right? Sales is building, building value for customers. Sales is um, understanding your prospect and creating solutions that are going to solve problems and help them move the needle in their companies. And, and so it's more than just playing golf. Right. I don't, play, <laughs> I was never able to, to leverage that, uh, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm a terrible golfer. So I better learn, you know, really how to be outstanding and, and, um, you know, solving problems. Right. And so, you know, I think that that, and then, you know, and then also a couple of other things is one sales is, it gives you a lot of financial freedom. Sales is hard. I am not going to sit here and, and try to paint a picture that sales is not a difficult job, particularly uh, new logo sales. If you're trying to bring in new new logos, um, not to diminish the farming, you know, um, capability or whatever at, at all, but you know, new logo sales is very difficult. But there's a reason why salespeople make a lot of money, right? And you have this ability to be able to control your own destiny because your financial freedom is directly tied to your productivity. And that's something that you control, right? So that was also an aha moment is, is uh, wow, you know, yeah, I can, I can, um, I can con control, I, I can have financial freedom, right? So that's the one thing. The second thing is, is there's a lot of different positions in sales. So you can look at, you know, there's doing research, there's Salesforce positions, there's, you know, there, you know, in addition to just, there's business development, there's, um, there's a lot of different options in sales that, that individuals who might have an interest in pursuing a, a career in sales can, can, can go in. And so that it was a gap, right? Like the only thought is, oh, I've got to be a, you know, card carrying, 
you know, bag carrying person that's on the road all the time. Not true, right? And so we just need to bust the perception of, of sales once and for all, the negative perception of sales once and for all. The, the third thing that I would say is when you look at women who have broken that glass ceiling and who have, um, you know, and who are in C-level positions, whether it's chief operating officers or chief revenue officers, or even in human resources, uh, many of them have come up through the sales channel. Sales is a great way to learn everything about a company. And so, um, so that's good. And then when you look at women who have perhaps pivoted out of corporate America into entrepreneurship, sales is foundational uh, to the success of being an entrepreneur. So, um, you know, I think when I talk to these young girls, it, they just have this, they're like, wow, I never knew any of that, right? Boy, how do I get involved, right? How do, you yeah. know, how do I, how do I do this? What the, the, the other, I guess the last thing I want to say is that, um, you know, college isn't necessarily an option or calling for, for everyone, right? And sales is one of the professions where, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to college and have a degree, a degree to be in, in sales, right? And, uh, you know, while some positions you definitely do, you know, I think that it's an option um, for, for women to, to, to consider. Um, so yeah, I think, your question. I think for so long that, um, you know, sales has been tied into a career by chance. Like I feel most people it's like, well, when you cannot do anything else, you go to sales and that is so wrong. I think we need to, to teach our new generation and even my generation that it's a choice. And even though most of us got here by chance, um, it's because we, we didn't have companies like yours exposing us before to our potential. And I think it is really important the work that you are going to be doing and the work that you are doing because we need to cascade to tell the world out there that this this is a career choice mm -hmm. not a chance and um i am so happy that you are focusing on young girls and you know putting sales as a career by choice out there because it is extremely extremely important um now you did also talk about diversity and, and inclusion. That's extremely mm -hmm. important practices nowadays. How have you been able to battle with, you know, the opposition and navigate those waters during the past 30 years? And how are you planning to apply that into, you know, girls who sell? Yeah, that is such a, that is such a good question. And I think it's one of the key pillars of girls who sell is to not only close the gender gap and, and expose more young women to sales as a career choice, but to build a, a diverse pipeline of women 
And I think I mentioned at the beginning of the call, you know, as you look at uh, women of color, you know, they're very underrepresented, well, in so many places, but very underrepresented in, um, in, in particular in B2B sales. And I, I, you know, I recognize as a white woman that I have privilege, right? I get that. Uh, and so the question is, you know, is how, how can I give back and how can I leverage that privilege to be able to uh, facilitate change? Mm -hmm. I think the good thing that, you know, if, if there's any silver lining of this, well, the terrible thing about the pandemic it is, is that it's exponentially impacted women, right? So when you look at the numbers of women that have left the workforce, been forced to leave the workforce or who have been unemployed, primarily because the industries that women are in were uh, probably the most, the most impacted, not necessarily healthcare, because that, you know, obviously has been a huge need, but travel and hospitality and, and retail and, um, and, and those are primarily, they primarily are staffed by women, right? And so women have been negatively impacted. Plus, you know, even though we have come a ways in, in women's rights, I saw an article this week about you know, every single S&P 500 company has at least one woman on their board. I think that's something to cheer, um, but we have a long ways to go. And so women, even though we have professional careers, we still take on the majority of taking care of the family, right? Um, and it's still an expectation even today. So as students had to move from going to school and be homeschooled in, in virtual environments that, again, exponentially impacted women. All of that to say that, you know, I think having, a, you know, a focus on, on developing a diverse pipeline of future sales talent is you know, really, really important. And if there is any silver lining that's come out of the pandemic, it's that, and, you know, all of the, um, you know, the racial um, inequity and, you know, you know, that's happened over this past past year, been brought to light, right? It's been happening for hundreds of years, but that has brought been brought to light um, this year is that um, is is that more companies are focused on diversity, inclusion, and equity initiatives. Um, to the point where they're part of their corporate objectives. They're having conversations with them at their board levels. And so I think Girls Who Sell aligns with the object, objectives of these 
corporations and the objectives of the United Nations in terms of building, um, you know, and, and developing women and young women in particular. So I think that's, I think that's good. And I think as a, you know, as a white woman, it's incumbent upon me, it's my responsibility to help um, develop young women and in particular women of color. That's amazing. Thank you, Heidi. Um, I have one more question for you. What does it mean to you um, to be a woman in sales? I feel like a warrior, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, having, let me tell you, 30 years ago when I started and, and fell into a business to business um, sales career, uh, you know, and that was after spending 10 years in the ad agency business, which yeah. was very male dominated and still is, you know, both of these industries are very, very male, um, male dominated, even still today. Um, I feel like, you know, like I'm a warrior, um, but also I have an opportunity to be a role model uh, for other for other women, and to show if you have confidence and you persevere, that uh, you can accomplish whatever you put your mind to. That's true. The other, yeah, the other, the you know, the other thing I would say is that. You don't have to act like a man or be a man to be successful in sales or any other career. So I know there's a lot of rhetoric around, oh, well, you know, you know, if you're outspoken, that you're considered bossy or, you know, whatever, right? Perception of, of women in, in corporate America. And I just say, just tune that out. Um, use your innate skills. What, as a woman, be a woman and use your innate skills as a woman, um, because that's what's going to make you unique. That's what's going to make you successful, and that's what's going to make you stand out. Yeah, I feel like um, I had this issue um, before at the beginning of my career where I, I just didn't know where to go because if I was uh, sweet and I, I kind of was a little bit more of a pleaser than a warrior, uh, then I, I will be too sentimental, too, uh, too weak. I was mm -hmm. captured, you know, my personality was captured as a weak person. And then when I really, focus and said, hey, no, I'm just going to be myself. And myself, I am Puerto Rican. Like you can see, I talk with my hands. I have a lot of personality. I'm very strong and I'm very direct. Then that was taken as, um, you know, you got to tone it down a bit because you come off too strong. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when men are, you know, men are 98% that way, they are not being given that feedback. So I was like, so you want me to be something I am not, but when 
when I try to kind of find that happy medium is still not enough. So, you know, at that moment I found out, well, maybe I'm not in the right place or surrounded by the right people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I need to find somewhere that can accept me as a leader for who I am uh, and for right, what I have to give. And I think for us, you know, women, it's a very, very difficult place to be, um, you know, when we are kind of breaking uh, and moving up the ladder and kind of breaking into, you know, the sales career, because we are kind of target based on our uh, ability uh, to sympathize or our ability to be straightforward. And, um, I just, I just will say that I am happy that we are creating, you know, training programs and we are having these conversations uh, because I think one of the biggest mistakes that young girls, um, you know, do and leave these careers is because they cannot, they don't know how to handle that feedback um, and they give up. So I think we as a collective need to definitely, you know, run towards what you are doing, run towards more support, run towards, uh, you know, telling them that it's okay to be themselves and they'll find their place. Um, and and you, ha you have to be yourself. Yeah, you have to. And, and do not compromise that. That is my yeah. ever, ever. And that your superpower. Monica, that's what makes you so good at what you do, right? Yeah. So if you begin to compromise who you are, mm -hmm. um, you know, how, how, how can you be successful, right? Like, I, I don't, it's not sustainable. Right, right. And then you're unhappy, right? Exactly. And so I think finding, finding your, you know, I think what you said is so important, right? That it's not that it's there's something wrong with you, <laughs> right? Is that you're not in the right organization or associating with the right people that are going to empower and build on that, that superpower of yours, right? To help you be successful. The one thing I will also say, and this is probably taboo, but I think uh, one of the other challenges that we have as women is sometimes women are not particularly kind to each other. And uh, one of the challenges that I've had, especially being one of the only women in the room, it's so competitive as you make your way up to the top that women, women can, you know, they can, they can be mean, you know, and not necessarily support each other. So one of the other things that I would encourage is you know, one, we need to close this confidence gap, you know, mm -hmm. with, with young, young girls and this, this idea that we have to be perfect or that we have to mirror the personality of a man. Um, but the other thing is as women, we need to support each other, right? Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's critical because I think as uh, we're stronger together, uh, but then we also need to embrace our male allies and our male mentors and determine an effective way to be able to leverage that expertise uh, and their sponsorship to help move up the ladder. So, I mean, girls who sell 
is has a mentorship component to it. And I think that that's really important um, because if we build a pipeline and train and develop young talent, but we don't fix um, the corporate environment, right? right? In terms of diversity inclusion or uh, how we support each other, how we, how we empower each other, then it, 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 it's not gonna work, right? So we've got, to, we've got to kind of, I think, approach it from two different, two different angles. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll tell you something real quick. When I was starting to uh, explore, you know, a, a new avenue a few months ago, um, I didn't know where I was going to land, right? Because I, 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 on my industry, insurance is dominated by men. So I'm like, I'm probably, you know, going to end up working um, with, you know, a bunch of guys again in, in whatever, but, you know, the place I work now, which is Rizman, um, when I came in to the interview, it was so funny because I, I walk into the room and I see the owner, right? Uh, and then he is surrounded by women. And I just, I just didn't even like, I, I was there for like almost three hours. We were at it, we were talking. But at that moment, when I walked into that room, I had made my decision. Like I didn't need to talk salary. I didn't need to talk. Like I knew all that will be figured out later. I just knew that that was my place because I walked into a room of women leaders that been doing this for a long time. And we run a company that it's 98% women. So, wow. so I, I was like, this Gotta, is like applaud this that. Is, I was like, this is my place. I am here. So I, I can tell you that I've never been happier. Uh, I am uh, very honored to be working with all these individuals, learning from them every day. Um, and I am accepted for who I am and for what I have to bring to the table. There is always a learning curve and you always have to grow on a daily basis and you learn new things on a daily basis. But I think no matter what mistakes you make, no matter, you know, what you did that wasn't at that moment, you know, exactly the moment to do it or anything like that, the dynamic is so different because I am accepted and I am open to receive that feedback and everything it's done with the best interest at heart. And it's, I feel it's an environment where there is more understanding just because we're all working together towards the same lighthouse. And we all understand when we have our ups, when we have our downs, when our kids are this, or, you know, we have all ranges. We have babies, babies, three months old, and we have kids that are getting married. You know, like, it's like this big range and you, I, I feel like I'm like, if I'm going through this, I can go here. If I'm going through this, I can go there. And um, it is so important what you just said about supporting each other. Because when you, when you fight, when you are jealous, when you are, uh, you know, mean to one another, 
there is nowhere that you can go. But when yeah. it's support, there is a whole other dynamic that happens and, and you blossom into something that you always wanted to be. And I, I am so grateful for that. So yeah, you're, you're very blessed. And I, I, I love that you shared that. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm so happy for you to, um, that you found your home and your place and that you are in a supportive environment that is going to assure your success. Right. And I think, uh, I think that's great. I, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Well, you know, the, the one thing, uh, Oh, did you have another question? No, no, go ahead. I'll oh, ask I just I'll ask it in a minute. <laughs> okay. So, no, I think that's great. And, um, you know, I guess I just wanted to wrap with, uh, you know, girls who sell is, is my, my calling. Right. And I want to create that kind of environment that you're talking about of women who support women and, and men who support women. Right, because as women we can't it, it, we can't be successful without our male allies. So mm -hmm. that is really important. But uh, what, a friend of mine uh, who has been in B two B sales for for probably as long as I have uh, a male friend of mine texted me the other day when he saw the launch announcement yeah. of Girls Who Sell. And he said, Heidi, I just want to thank you. I saw the launch announcement for Girls Who Sell and I have a four-year-old daughter and I, I'm gonna cry. I so appreciate you paving the way, right? And so, yeah, it's important to do this work, not only for young women, yeah. Uh, today, but the future generations that are coming up behind yeah. us, and it's incumbent upon us to be role models and yeah. to show them what what they can can accomplish. So, yeah. and to remove obstacles. So, yeah. and I think I think Heidi, you know, the what you talked about the beginning about the legacy. That's that's all we can do. You know, like we might not live to see. Um, all the good that we are um, fostering right now and all the good that, all the little trees that we are planting, right? But what we do know is that we are contributing to the future. So it is okay to cry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're doing uh, something amazing and that it's necessary. And that, you know, people is going to talk about and people is going to take it with them. And, you know, we as uh, like, I am a young mother, I have a nine year old, you know, I, I need this for my daughter. And, you know, one of the reasons why I'm taking this path of, you know, woman empowerment and making sure that I am part of it, regardless if I help one person a day or one person a month at least I know I'm contributing for her future and that I know she's gonna have better possibilities because I put my grain of salt, large or small, uh, it doesn't matter. She's seeing it at home. She's hearing all these stories. She is, you know, being a witness of all the hard work that takes to get there. 
Mm -hmm. And I think there is nothing more that we can ask for rather than, you know, our legacy to be carried on by younger generations. So I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. I was uh, talking to some members of our advisory board the other day, and yeah. we, were, we were working on the presentation for the launch, and something came out. Uh, and it, it, it just, I, it, I just said it and then it just became real, which is I, in terms of our why is I don't want Girls Who Sell to be a company. I want it to be a movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's necessary. It's definitely necessary. And I think, um, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this, this is so good. I cannot miss that opportunity. I gotta, you know, I gotta connect with her. I have to, you know, she doesn't know who I am, but I am, <laughs> I am, I am being following her for a while. And, you know, like I, I'm having you here. And also I had uh, Lori Richardson couple. Oh, yes. I had her a couple of days ago and he, it means the world to me that, you know, I am getting to have this one-on-one -on -one with this amazing woman that I've, I've learned from and that I apply your, your, your teachings to who I'm becoming because I, you know, I'm not even halfway there yet. It's, um, it means the world to me. And it's just amazing how more and more we're saying yes to that collaboration and we want to help and we we want the world to get there so um directly yeah, is phenomenal and and you know what she's doing is very aligned with the mission yeah. of girls who sell so yeah. i'm really hoping i have an opportunity to work with her that's great she, yeah. she's a phenomenal human being she is she is amazing and you know you are amazing as well and oh. the, the 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 work that you both are doing um, it won't, you know, it won't go um, overlooked. It, it, it definitely will set ground and it will be here for generations to come and I'm sure of that. So thank you so much for being here. Um, what message do you have for uh, just to close today? What message of empowerment do you have for women out there overall? Uh, just follow your passion. Just, you know, don't, don't self-limit yourself. Um, you know, that if you, uh, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can ac accomplish anything mm -hmm. and, um, and be kind to each other. Very important. Be kind. Thank you, Heidi, so much. So are you ready for five quick, uh, five quick hitters? I always like to, to ask five quick questions at the end. Okay. All right. So the first question is, transcending is? Transcending is progress. Okay. Your favorite food? Pasta. Your favorite music? Jazz. Wow. 
right? What is your favorite book? I know you you read a lot, uh, so it could be of all time or in the past month. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. Mm, my daughter's favorite <laughs> book is that one too. I love it. It's always I give it. Uh, to anybody that has a child or anybody that's making a career change. It's one of the best business books that are out there. Yes. What is uh, or who is your favorite uh, woman influencer? Oh, boy. Um, I, I, I actually have so many throughout my throughout my career of, of role models. Um, but I think today, uh, on this day, I have to say uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris. Okay, awesome. Incredible inspiration. She is going to be uh, an amazing vice president. And I, can, I, think so I, cannot, I cannot wait to see what she uh, has in store for us. So Heidi, thank you so much again for being here. I cannot wait to see more about what Girls Who Sales accomplish and hear more about, you know, you and connect more. Uh, we'll definitely, you know, be uh, in touch. Um, and I cannot wait to learn more from you. Oh, thank you, Monica, for having me. And I appreciate you proactively reaching out, see, you know, making connection. You never know where, it, where it'll go. You see? All right. Fantastic. You have a great day and thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world. If you don't follow us yet, please subscribe at the, our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Monica Duani. You can also follow us on Instagram at Transcend with M. Or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, make sure to just connect on LinkedIn and send me a message. It's Monica Duani, and I'm always here for you. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you next week.